with me say hi nick hey everybody how's it going yeah well it's going all right i also have that uh justin pucci dude what's going on guys there's justin hey and also too you guys might remember we did a show in othello in may also too he said heli pro you were at heli pros too weren't you jesse yeah i was yeah he came on the show we have justin or justin we have jesse oh hey guys how's it going salmon fisher isn't that salmon uh salmon Almondson. There we Almondson. go. Something like something yeah. like that. All righty. So let's see. Of course, we have a big week coming up next week, Nick. Yes, sir. Um, as you guys know, or maybe don't know, Othello number two is happening next week, and uh, we're looking forward to that. I wasn't sure up until this past week that I was actually going to be able to go. Really looking forward to it. Of course, that'll be next weekend. We're going to be doing a show there. Justin, you're going to be there, aren't you? I'm going to be there. Absolutely. Wouldn't miss it. It's the last uh, Pacific Northwest Fun Fly of the year, I think. It is the last hoorah of the year. And Jesse, you're going to be there as well, aren't you? Yes, I will be. It's a good place to uh, finish up the season. Yes, it is. So what the hell, Nick? I've been seeing some uh, photos on Facebook, man. What's been going on there? you got some skookum testing going on this week, huh? Yeah, it's been a... Uh, <laughs> It's been an eventful week, that's for sure. As I know all the people who follow us on Facebook saw, I decided to have the insides of my YS take a little peek at the outside. <laughs> yeah, and so that was a little unexpected. There's, there's nothing worse than popping a motor right in the middle of testing. So luckily, uh, our wonderful support the elegant Mandy at Heli Pros came in for the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, got me a new 91 3DS. Had that. Uh, I blew it on Sunday. She had it in the mail Monday morning. Uh, got it. And then kind of a fail on my part. Um, I got it, started putting it back in, and then noticed that the clutch stack bearings that I had just done not very long ago were wiped out again. And I, I just didn't even think. Because, I don't know, it hadn't been that long. I just didn't think to check them. So I got in contact with A-Main. And they went ahead and sent me up. They two-day UPS sent me up uh, the G-Force clutch stack. The whole adjustable motor mount. The whole deal. Ah. Yeah, so hopefully that's the... Talk to Gregor McGrath about it. He said that's what all those guys are running. I'm just done screwing around with it. It's it's really nice. Very nice. Nice little upgrade for the Nitro. So I just got that put in tonight. And then finally, Thursday after work, my elusive 700E showed up. 
Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, yay. So that was <laughs> that was Thursday after work until 2 o'clock in the morning. Sweet. And you got it going? Did you get some flights on it? I have no. This is just all getting prepared for tomorrow, okay. or which would be Saturday for everyone. Now, Nick, can you tell us uh, what your least favorite part of that build was? The least favorite favorite part of the 700 electric is oddly enough my usual most favorite part of every heli build, which is the wiring. I love wiring. I like making it clean. I'm not like, you know, I don't like to do mine like show quality with loom and everything, but I, I pride myself in being able to lay out some wiring that looks pretty clean and is still practical. That 700 e is the worst helicopter on the planet to wire. Hmm. Between that, that and the ESC and the motor wires crammed in there behind, next to the main shaft and between the main shaft and the frame, they can just lick it because it's horrible. <laughs> Cross your fingers at the motor spinning in the right direction the first it time, It is, man. dude. I checked it tonight. <laughs> oh, actually, good. Okay, this is funny. I, I got it all finished and it was so late that I couldn't spin it up because my son, you know, is up, up above. I'm down in my... Uh, in the in the hobby room down in the basement my son's right ab up above so i'm like god i can't spin it up i can't check anything we're just gonna go for it so today the only thing that i had finished today i came home and did all the stick programming on the hobby wing esc shut it off i actually closed my eyes and <laughs> said a little prayer <laughs> please nice dear god i do not have time to pull this back apart and change the motor wires please go the right direction and it worked. Oh, my it God. Sweet. Hey, you got lucky. Dude, there's just only so many hours, and I'm I'm just burning. I mean, I finished up the nitro, putting the motor and the clutch stack back in, literally like, I don't know, 45 minutes ago. Lucky. I don't know if I'd call it lucky. I'm just, I'm trying to utilize the weekend, you know, so that we can try and get this review on the Skookum, keep can, the pace up on it. Can I everyone. Can I tell you, can I give you a little secret, a little, little, um, Inside information about me, myself. Uh, sure. Every day is Friday, dude. Yeah, I know. And I'm <laughs> uh, officially this week. I'm very jealous. As I, you know, I'm sure you're you're fast asleep. You got your blankie and your little teddy bear, mm -hmm. and I'm up here at two o'clock in the morning. My hands hurt so bad. My baba. Yeah, your baba. <laughs> oh no, I'm up wiring and soldering. Yeah. Oh, sucks to be Nick. Nut yeah. up, Nick. That's what we're going to start calling. Have we come up with a nickname for Justin yet? Uh, nope. You haven't. You, you got to come up with a name that uh, that everyone can handle. The last name apparently trips people up. Yeah. It's one of those things. So anyway, we have, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, we have Jesse with us. And of course, Jesse's uh, just a young... Has you, have your nuts dropped yet, Jesse? Speaking of nut up. um, They just started. They just started? Yep. Congratulations. Of course... So Jesse's Thank a young you. guy, as you guys may just, have gathered just by that. Twenty-one comment. last weekend. Oh my God! It's not fun going out drinking anymore, is it? Now that you're legal, there's no yeah, excitement. Yeah, not not so much fun. Yeah, there's no I made excitement. It fun. There's no excitement. It was exciting. Yeah. Was it a drunken weekend, or did you sit home and read a book? Actually, it was one night, and then I wanted to go fly on Sunday, so I had my priorities in order. <sighs> did you crash nice. that compass yet? I didn't. I did not crash it yet. 
Didn't we have? A, I thought we had a little talk. Didn't we talk about that compass? Yeah, I'm, we did. I'm, we did. Actually. Supposed to actually, jump on Dan's the compass bandwagon. Just got some upgrades, believe it or not. So. Oh, oh, that Nick just said he's going to jump. What bandwagon, dude? Which one? I'm, ju- I'm jumping on the anti-compass bandwagon. Are you really? Yeah, sure. Sweet. Why not? I like it. I like it. The more the merrier, dude. I got plenty of room. I was up. I was there. I was ready to go to bat. <laughs> oh, man. They didn't come through for you. No. Uh, compass, compass. That's all right. Compass. I got my fanboy helis here. We're, we're good to go. That's right. If it ain't a line, it ain't mine. Or apparently <laughs> mine either. It's all right. Just be like all the other people at the field. All righty. So you're still flying that compass and you're hanging out, going to school. Are you? Uh, I am. Are I'm you going to Washington State University? Uh, Pullman, right? Yep. Dude, the very first concert I ever went to was in Pullman. You remember it? I do. It was Motley Crue. Oh wow, that's, that's nice. Impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Dated yourself? <laughs> yeah, I did totally, dude. I'm, <laughs> I'm in, dude. I'm so old. I fart dust and piss rust. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> so you're flying the compass, and uh, winter's upon us. Are you getting a little sad about that? I know I am. No, I just bought my new uh, Hobby King transmitter glove, and I'm ready to go all winter. Oh, you got one of those trans winter gloves, huh? Yeah, they're new one. It's all lined. It's really nice. Huh. Should, keep my, should keep my hands warm. Of course, where you live. Well, wait a minute. Pullman gets Pullman has winters, right? It's not like oh, yeah. it's not like that pussy weather that Nick lives oh, in. It's already getting down to. I think we hit 34 the other day at dude, night. Did we so. hit we hit 28 degrees the other night? Oh, no. cold. Yeah, winter's coming on your end, that's for sure. Yeah. It'll Nick, be snowing here. And, Nick was yeah. telling me that he has to mow the the landing pads out year-round where he flies. Something. Either move the, <laughs> mow the mud. <laughs> so uh, you're looking forward to next weekend, I assume. Last yeah, I am. I'm are, looking forward to getting away. I've already been. Are you going to drink with me? I will, Dan. I Sweet. will drink with you. I'm bringing a special brew this time. <laughs> Me too. Me yeah. too. How much more special could the last one get? Oh, it's going to be even more special than that one, dude. It's go white Russians. Let's, I'm just going to tell you now, white a whole big batch of white Russians. Nice. Oh, I like white Russians. Yeah, white Russians. So, Justin, what the hell? What have you been doing, man? You been uh, getting any flying in? I saw some pictures on Facebook that you left. Yeah, so I still haven't gotten any flying in other than the sim because, like I said, the gasser is still out for the count with the engine getting checked out by Al. Um, and I was waiting on the heli command to come in for the electric and it came in today. Um, really excited about that. Uh, you may have seen the, the Facebook po- post on RC Heli Nation mm-hmm. with a couple of, uh, teaser pics there. And so, uh, after we're done recording, I'm probably going to pull an all nighter like Nick did last night to get the heli yeah. all set up and ready to go. Uh, that way, I can either get some flights on it tomorrow or first thing Sunday. So, I want to bring something to your guys' attention. First, you look at these. Uh, you look at Facebook, and you see Nick's working on a Skookum, and Justin's working on a on a uh, uh, heli command, and uh, Dan's playing with a pump. <laughs> dude, here's that the, is the sexiest. Dude, but here, pump. It, it is the, a sexy. Here's pump. the it is. Here's, like the, here's the beauty of that, though. You see. I don't have to stay up all night wiring shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. So Dan, yeah, how long did it take you to set that up? I just need to go pump and fly. Yeah, it took me like like uh, a few minutes to to open the package and hook the hoses up. 
Well, tell us about it. Do you like it? Well, I will tell you about it in a little bit. I kind of want to talk a little bit uh, about my awesome week of, week of flying. Do it. First of all, as I mentioned last week, the state of Montana is on fire. It's still burning. Oh, still, dude. I was. How at, can it be twenty four degrees and on fire, dude? It's there's there's like. And Justin, 70, don't give me some logical physics. <laughs> I was gonna. I was Please. going. Yeah, to, yeah, I knew but, it. You were look, like, <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you. I'll give you. I'll give you. Check this out. I'm gonna wow you with some of my intelligence. I can tell you why. Because okay. although it's twenty eight degrees, the dew point isn't until twenty two. So even though it's 28 degrees, there's no moisture because the dew point is below 28 degrees. Huh? I got the mines over there thinking about it now. <laughs> I can hear them. I can hear the engineers yeah. thinking about it. I got nothing. See there? That's the, that's the beauty for those of you who live in hot, humid climates. See, we don't, this isn't humid. This is dry over here. The dew point's really, really low for us. So... It has to get to 22 degrees before you start to see frost. That makes sense, doesn't it, guys? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're not believing me. I can tell. But the frost still wouldn't put the fire out. No, but it does help. But look, the thing is, is within like 20 miles of here, there's like 75,000 acres of forest burning. <laughs> and wow. they're, they're starting to evacuate. There's a town four miles south of me on the east side of town up against the mountain. Or, I'm sorry, the west side of town. They're starting to evacuate people. So, it's pretty serious. I mean, And it's still smoky at your flying field? Dude, I was going to tell you, I went yesterday to the field. Didn't fly at all. We, we sat around complaining about the smoke, and, and I blamed it all on Obama. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, today I, I went uh, because they called me and said they were going, so I showed up. And uh, I was working on the 550. I got it going. But you could stand on one end of our flying field. And keep in mind, it's only a five-acre field. And barely see the other side of the field. That can't be good for the health. It's, no it's absolutely not. It, I mean, you know, the, the dog? <laughs> it sounds like he smokes two packs a day anyway. He's, he's, he finally went to the vet. Wow. Yeah, it's rough. So, yeah. yeah that's, uh, well, maybe you should just continue your journey westward after Othello. Come over here and park it in the driveway. That's what you're saying. You, you got that cable issue? You know, because I need Court TV. I told you that last yeah. time, didn't I? We'll make it happen. <laughs> court TV, baby. I'll run a big old long cable out there for Sweet. you. And will you mechanic on all my helicopters? No. See, look, that's a, okay. That's another thing that I'm not having fun with right now. The 550, I finally got, I did fly it today after a year and a half of not flying it. The uh, 700 is, I still, you know, we talked about the whole servo thing last week. Yeah. Still haven't done that. Oh, no. And then the other 700 with that awesome pile of suck as what as nick says outrage pipe that thing just i don't know man i like what's that metallic sound right i'm thinking <laughs> i'm thinking batter or you know the uh the bearings and the motor are going out so i'm taking shit apart 
take the muffler off and went to put it on the thing. It rolled over. I heard something go clink. There's a big piece of something in that pipe. Yeah, baffle came loose. One so, of the baffles popped off, yeah. So we're going to be trying out a few different pipes. Got a uh, another fun tech, is it, Nick, or fun yep. key? Fun yeah, key. the fun tech. But I also bought an RGX pipe. So we'll be Blood. trying. We'll be trying. Button for punishment. Well, you know, you gotta. Try. I, I've really, I've really, you know, I'm kind of in this. I want to try different pipes. Mood. Does that make hey, sense? You know what? As long as you keep an eye on the tune, don't run a lean. Then there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I just have this uh, need. Because look, I've been doing some research on the uh, pipes, mainly because I just finished listening to uh, episode two of Digging In. By the way, yeah, and it kind of got me thinking. I don't, I don't really know anything about pipes. I, I know you you know you bolt them to the motor. I didn't realize that pipes had specific, I guess, purposes. Oh yes. And I've learned that the Hattori pipes are kind of designed for those who like to run at higher head speed. Correct. I mean, it's kind of a higher RPM pipe, right? Once again, it it depends on the pipe. Like if you draw back to the fifty series, oh, you can get like the Jason Krause pipe. There's I mean, there's just, there's all sorts of them. They've got three or four pipes just the, in the 50 size nitro series made for all different RPM range. One works great at 2050, and some of the other ones sing up a lot better at 2150. Well, you know, that's, and that's fodder for a whole other topic. But the point is, it just kind of got me thinking that I need to learn more about pipes. So I'm kind of in this. I do have a Hattori pipe coming. Of course, I got the Ooh. RJX pipe coming. You bought a Hattori? I did. I found a used one finally. Which nice. Uh The uh, 19. Okay, yeah, nice. And that, that one is designed for a higher RPM, am I right? Yeah, yeah. is it like the 19-2? Something like that. Yeah, I'm single not, piece? Single piece. Single piece, that's the that's the big mamma jamma. That's so, the, the pipe. Yeah. Just don't do what I did with my nice Hattori pipe. Don't beat your kid with it? No, I dropped it off my table right on the end on the concrete. Oh. Dunk. Yep. Beautiful. I was hoping you could tell me I could throw it at my cat or something. Well, it might be all that it's worth now. We'll see. I just gave it a... That's called custom tune. <laughs> I gave it a turbulator. Yeah. The turbulator. There you go. <laughs> <Turbulator>. Yep. <laughs> all righty. So, I tell you what. I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about that, that uh, grip and pump. But I think maybe we should go into some news first. We'll, uh, we'll talk about it after the news. What do you think? I suppose we could probably do some news. So, Nick, did you ever get that goblin sent back? Well, you know, I'll, I'll be getting around to it maybe one of these days. Yeah, I think you should just hold on to it, man. What would you think of that goblin? I'm impressed. Uh, I went into it a little, you know, hesitant, but in the end, it's an incredible flying machine, Dan. So, guys, if you were considering a Goblin and weren't real sure about the 700, keep your eyes open because they're going to be having several other smaller sizes available soon. All righty, guys, this week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. What do you got, Nick? What's going on out there in the world of RC helicopters? All right, so Gen's Ace has released just a whole bunch of new batteries. Man, they're pounding out sizes on these that it's just everywhere. The biggest thing 
uh, is the stick packs. They've got 12 S5800 sticks packs, uh, 5300s, 5000s, 4400s in just about every configuration. I'm actually really excited because now with the 700E and how much of a nightmare the wiring is on it, these pre-made stick packs are, I mean, a godsend. Uh, they keep the pack narrow. Uh, you don't have to mess with any connectors or balance connectors down the side as you slide the tray in. It's a four-wire configuration on the end, uh, so you can either put bullets on it to series them or put a couple of EC5s on it, however you want to do it. Clean. Very, very, very clean, which I like. Quick, fast, that's what we're going for. So definitely check those out. And of course, you know, Gen Z, so quality isn't exactly an issue there either. Uh, Lynx has a cool little upgrade out that now that I see, I, I now that I am a 700E owner once again, um, they actually have a an ESC mounting plate on the back that's made out of aluminum. So they're almost kind of like they're trending along the lines of uh, like what Goblin did with their bottom plate. Um, you mount the ESC right to that bottom plate. It kind of acts like an extra heat sink for the ESC. So Lynx has that out now for the 700E. Uh, pretty reasonable, 20 bucks. So not too bad. Um, Kyle Dahl did a, a really cool, like, first-person view, point of, point of view uh, video um, called Kyle's Way to the German Helimasters 2012. It's kind of sped up, and uh, it's just really neat. Kind of, it's starting out from, you know, getting in the car, going all the way, doing it, traveling over there, meeting, flying everyone. Uh, really neat. I don't know if Kyle himself did all the editing on it, but if you did, Kyle, uh, fantastic job, man. It, really cool little video. Very unique. Uh, we also need to give a shout out, let everyone know, there is the second annual Rotors over Wachita. I'm going to butcher that one. Wachita. 2012. It's October 26th to 28th. Um, fellow teammate at Justin's, friend of mine, Chad Stout. He's got the contact information. We'll have a link up for that in the show notes. Uh, I guess it's a really large, wide open field. They have electricity there, covered pit area, and only a twenty to five dollar landing fee. So, if you're uh, over in that area, definitely check it out. Sounds like a pretty sweet, fun fly. Nice. Yeah. Past that, I guess uh, I got. You're. I can tell you're. You're frothing. I can feel you, <laughs> Dan. He's just chomping like, at the bit, yeah. dude. There's right, a there's it. a new air, there's a new aerial platform out there. You guys seen this? No. You know what I'm talking What's about? that? They call it, it's called a seagull. Have you seen this? No. I totally got you guys stumped, don't I? Yeah. Check it out. So yeah. okay, there's a guy out there who was uh, he 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 decided to, he decided he wanted to try a different way to get some aerial. You know, a lot of us in the RC helicopter world we're all into that it, you know we like to talk about aerial photography but here, here's the trick here, here's what he did he laid his gopro down on the beach and a seagull picked it up and literally <laughs> flew away with it no way <laughs> yeah this is over in uh, california san francisco i believe so he, the seagull took it off. They watched the bird. Apparently, the bird landed on a wharf, a couple wharfs down, whatever. But anyway, new AP AP platform. I don't know how reliable it is. I mean, you know, I mean, there's a high likelihood you're not going to get your shit back if you try that approach. And what's the price? Yeah, it's free, dude. Well, it's free. Wow. Well, it's the cost of a GoPro. 
Uh, well, plus the bag of Cheetos. You got to get the. You got to <laughs> get the birds right. excited. Yeah, Cheetos. Yeah, right. like, yeah. I find works every time. Yeah, just don't don't throw any uh, like Alka Seltzer or anything. No, no, we <laughs> don't we don't want to do that. That's Entertaining, not. but not appropriate. So you know we're gonna talk. Uh, we're we're doing we're in the news section. So I want to bring up an email that I got. <laughs> got an e- <laughs> got an email. Of course, uh, you know, last it's week's serious. episode. Serious. Yeah, last week's episode we had that that whole little you know the little uh, the the fainting plankers, fainting yeah the faint, the fainting goats. So um, I got an email from uh, Jim Graham was his name, and uh, he wanted to kind of take exception with 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 kind of the stereotypes I guess that he felt that I particularly was portraying, and uh, you know. First of all, guys, I most when we're kidding about this stuff, it's you know we we don't most of you guys know we don't take ourselves too seriously. No, and obviously we're not going to go destroy a perfectly good plane just just to try to freak out some guys. Speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) But I just kind of wanted to say, Jim, thanks for writing. We've had a few emails back and forth, and for those of you. Who took offense to that? Uh, sorry, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but oh, well, I mean, it's—I kind of see where he's coming from because we do pick on plankers quite a bit. Yeah, but it's it, all in good fun, you know. It is all in good fun, and it's—you know—it's kind of—I—I can back Dan up. The—the the negative attitudes that I have gotten in this hobby have ninety-five percent of the time been from from plankers yeah and that doesn't mean all of them because you know i was mentioning it to dan out at the linden field out here i have actually been out there and done inverted funnels around an edge 540 hovering on the prop on the runway it was awesome i mean an incredible experience so it's not all no you know and it was opposite of what dan had over there it's uh, the old guys flying the trainers that are the crotchety ones, and it's the 3D guys that are awesome because we're all runway hogs, and they completely understand. You know, and, and he wasn't really going after all of them because he had mentioned that the, the jet guys were just, like, super, super nice. Right. So, I mean, you know, walks like a duck, talks like a duck. And I think, well, one of the big points that I think Jim was trying to get across to me is is the type of aircraft. I mean, the the the, the person flying... The aircraft doesn't necessarily. Uh, it it's it doesn't they don't speak for that particular RC model, whether it's a plane, three D plane. No, jet. not at all. That's fair. Yeah, and we and we get that, and we do get that. And trust me, that I ran into a few asshat RC helicopter guys too. I think we all. Oh have. yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and and the thing of it is, guys, is um, everybody when it comes to poking fun, I don't know if you guys have noticed. But we have a tendency to make a lot of fun of each other, and it's just good-natured ribbing. There's nothing, you know. I mean, uh, entertainment. I, I don't have a vendetta against plankers. In fact, I actually <laughs> looked at a at a uh, two sixty today with a ninety-one inch wing that I'm probably going to buy. So you know. Oh, Dan, Dan, Dan. <laughs> I feel like we're backsliding, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I got to, I got, I look, let me throw the plankers a bone here. 
I was watching those 3D guys fly, those 3D planes fly. And I was intrigued by some of the things they were doing. And I got to be honest, I don't think that it, this is, all right, it's going to piss some of you guys off. I don't think learning to do that stuff will be that hard. It's not. It's okay because it's not. And um, so I'm interested in that. Uh, So chances are I'll probably be trying to do that. But certainly not going to take place of the helicopters. I got to tell you one thing, though. And I sent Nick a message. I don't think I'm ever, ever going to be able to learn inverted (laughs) circuits. (laughs) Upside, yeah. inverted, back. I don't care if it's forward or backward. I just been working on. I just don't think I'll ever be able to learn. Oh, that. you will. You need to I've, talk to that Jesse kid. To get you on one time. of his sim regiments. I was going to say, have you time. been simming? What really sucks is once you finally start getting comfortable with the inverted orientations, you got to start flying upright, and then you completely forgot how to do a forward circuit. You, you know, that's kind of funny. You should, I mean, this is totally kind of really basic, but at the beginning of the summer when I was just determined, I was struggling holding nose and hovering, right? And yeah. I was so focused on just learning how to do that that I was doing it and doing it. I noticed that whenever I would do anything and I was I found myself tailing, I was always given the incorrect inputs. But yeah. you got over and it, I, right? Yeah, I got I, over it. Okay, well, you'll get over this. Yeah, you just got to But look, guys, through it. I know, I know, and this is the part because see, I hate the sim. We all know that it's no secret. Uh, and 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 look, I keep doing the same mistake, and I don't know how to correct it. That's the thing that's killing me. And then you guys are like, "Oh, just keep trying it." Well, doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result. Don't what's that called? Insanity. There you go. Yeah. I, okay, so what well, sim do you have, Dan? I have both. Okay, we, we have you tried flying with someone online? We should get you online and do a little private session and oh. two or three of us fly together. You just wanna, we, yeah. uh, he just wants to do a private session. He said me. the private <laughs> session word. Get out your credit card. <laughs> no video cameras. <laughs> oh, come on now. I Look, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. I don't do that on the first session. But you got to start breaking them down into different parts and you got to practice individual parts that you know you struggle with well i could look i finally slowed my sim down so i could at least see what the helicopter's doing <laughs> uh, just whatever that's a whole nother topic and maybe we should tackle yeah. that one of these nights but well i guess that's it for news then huh no more yeah. news anybody else got uh, any news? I, might, I might have one thing one thing compass has just released their 7hv wait 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 wait. Oh, wait 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 Yep, I'm going to talk about it. There is no Compass news on this show. Yes, there is. Compass you know is dead to me. <laughs> well, Wait a minute. Dude, you know what? Know. He just stuck his foot in his mouth. You yeah. just proved that you didn't listen last week, did you? Me? Yes, yes, I did. You guys talked about the upgrade, but now there's a whole kit coming out. Oh, Fred. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, they got the... Uh, Wait, you, before you go on, before you go oh. on there, dude, Yeah. you <laughs> notice how Nick said... He just proved he didn't listen. I and did. I listened. See, I didn't even realize Nick talked about Compass last week, and I was there. Okay. Wow. So <laughs> when you. when we go on about Compass, I just it's like uh, I just kind of glaze over. You tune yeah. it out. <laughs> the eyes roll back in your head. Just start thinking about the days back when I was a kid, and mm-hmm. so <laughs> and soda pop good. was only fifteen cents a bottle. Yeah. All right, go on with I think your gas. Compass. Was nearly used, free, right? And I used to walk to school barefoot. 
uphill both ways. Yeah, in the snow. In the snow, year-round. Go ahead, tell us about your damn compass. Well, they're coming out with the V2 Ultimate Edition. This is going to have all of the upgrades that have recently come out for the 7HV all included. So you're going to get the uh, the helical cut main gear, the upgraded tail assembly, 115 carbon fiber tail blades. They came out with some new quick-release canopy mount, some new battery rails so you can load and unload the battery quicker and smoother. Because that's important. Uh, that is, is. You know, some people think that's important. No, it just kind of distributes the loadout. You, um, the current design right now uses pins, about four pins, the length of the battery tray. So this will just kind of smooth the loadout, make the battery <laughs> tray. Position. You keep you know. saying, you keep saying don't, load. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I think about compass, I feel like smoothing the loadout. <laughs> You know, you just kind of smooth it out, so it just flaps nice and easy, and, uh, and then you just pop the pin through. And you know what I do when I want to smooth? I take some X-Lax, and that smooths the load out for me. <laughs> yeah, and then you can't you can't forget to pop the pin through, and you're yeah. uh, you're good to go. I, I'm I'm pretty impressed with your uh, just 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 keeps going along, doesn't doesn't waver, calm and composed. He's learning quickly. Yeah. Just to he doesn't you. hear a thing. Learning just, to ignore me. Selective hearing, you just kind of hear what you want. Hey, Jesse, what's the price point on that? Well, it's 800 bucks for the airframe with the upgrades. That's everything included that I just looked at. Actually, not bad. 800 bucks. Does it come with a cryontel? It does not, because oh. it's going to fly amazing the first flight, so there's no need for that. I should buy a compass just so I can crash it. See there? See what I and did then, there? And guess yeah. what? It'll be one of the cheapest helis on the market to fix. So go ahead, crash away. I think that's... Man, someone's been drinking the Compass Kool-Aid over here. <laughs> I, I, I think the point here... here I'll, flip, I'll flip the side just, just a little bit. I think it's because I've been waiting for so freaking long for these upgrades to finally <laughs> come out. That now that they have, I have them installed on my heli, ready to fly tomorrow. I will remade in the heli with the tail upgrade and the helical cut gear. No, Justin kind of brings up a good point. That's the the frustrating, the the awesome part about being involved with a you know uh, like a smaller company, say Compass Miniature Aircraft. It's a lot more of a personal experience, you know, with the team and the manufacturers. Uh, you tend to get a lot more emotionally invested in them, though. That's the crazy part. You know, yeah. it's like, oh my god, <laughs> so excited for one part to come out. And when you, it, you know, when you kind of go back to just flying all the, you know, the Joe Schmo models like the Alliance, it's like, oh, hey, well, hey, whoa, look at that. There's that upgrade they came out with six months ago. Y yeah. You just kind of get really immune to it. So, but, uh, Jesse, are you still flying that Synergy too? I do. I still have the N5C. I almost bought one of those last night. Dude, oh, I, I love it. I you would up, love I, it. I fly it about two to one to the seven H three, but it's just I just I just love having the nitro and the electric. The nitro just really helps keep the collective management in check. <laughs> yeah, nitro's just way cooler than electric. That's all there is to it. Exactly. You would like that one, Dan. Yeah. Until you crashed it. All right. So how about oh. now? Are we done with news? Yes. Justin, done. do you have any news? Uh, I'm surprised Nick didn't mention it. I guess I'll bring it up. Vibe JR has a new Vibe NEX E8 with a three-bladed head on it. Dude, we've already we've talked about that. You you shouldn't be surprised because I think it's gay. 
That's why. <laughs> oh, that's why you didn't bring it up. You yeah. haven't talked about it, have you? Yes, we have. Long time, very long time ago, like with everything JR, which is when, you know, the three guys in, in China or wherever they come from get them and they show sneak peek pictures and they never hit the United States. Okay, never mind. Meanwhile, back <laughs> you, on the You'll become ranch. learned. It'll just take a bit. It, it, it you was you can cut that bit. That so, so was good. Yeah, well, you're stuck in compass land, so everything's new to you. Hey, guess what? We have color TV now. Oh, <laughs> this week's news has been brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. Somewhere on the other side of town lies a helicopter, broken, bent, and clinging to life. How it got there is a mystery. Was it a lockout or just dumb thumbs? One thing we do know, though, is the only chance it has for the right parts to bring it back to life? Helipros.com So you guys want to hear about a little little uh, fuel pump that I got? I do. Yeah, I'm dying to hear about it. First of all, this this is the sexiest little fuel pump in the history of fuel pumps. Ever. I mean, this thing, you know when you're holding something that's made and it's just, it's got, it's substantial in your hand and it's kind of like. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> and you look down and you're like, how you doing? <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> this thing, all right, it fits right in the palm of your hand. <laughs> and it's it's just got it's got some weight to it, right? And um I got some pictures on Facebook, and if you guys look at the pictures, you can see how it uh comparison to just your regular standard old MPI type crank pump, right? It's actually a little bit smaller. First of all, uh, you know, you can just tell quality, right? I mean, everything, there's no, the tolerances are great. The reverse switch is, you know, it's it's not it's not hard, but it, you can just kind of feel the tolerance, how it's just nice, right? Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's a, there's no slop in it, and it's just, everything is really nice. Well, uh, there's two versions of the pump, and I got the one for the geared Align starter. Uh, it's, um. It's for a lower speed. It's got a higher volume. Pumps feel a little bit faster. Well, this thing here, you just stick the... It's got a 6 millimeter hex adapter. Uh, just like your starter coupler on your heli, on your Nitro Heli. You just stick stick your uh, starter in there and just pump away, dude. And this, you know, the, the only... The one thing I'm thinking is... I have a... Because, you know, you're pumping for... I don't know, 30, 40 seconds... It's obviously going to cut down the life of your battery on your starter. But I guess that's really not a big deal. It's just like anything else, got to keep it charged. Does it pump super fast, Dan? It, it like, does. I mean, is it, it's got like a brisk flow going? It, it absolutely does. And here's the beauty of it. You know, I was a little, you stick it in your hand. You could literally just hold it with your pinky and your thumb. And there's absolutely no torque on the, the pump oh, itself. Oh, nice. That's really nice. I would have thought that yeah. like, 
you could run the risk of like spinning it out of your hand. That's what I was thinking too. Flying everywhere. And I got to tell you, the way it's designed, it's kind of got a, it's kind of got, uh, uh, I don't know, it's it fits in your hand. It's got little recesses where your fingers fit, right? And your thumb kind of goes right up alongside the top where the switch is to re- reverse the flow. And it just fits. And of course, there's a picture. If you look on Facebook, there's a picture of me holding it. That's the that's the one nice thing about it. It's just so it's so effortless. And uh, yeah. it, it, I was a little worried that it was going to have a lot of the drag, like you were saying. You put that starter in, and you got to like, oh shit, hold on to it. But no, you could just hold it with your pinky and your thumb, and it just spins there freely. And it'll just um, man, it, it fills well. It filled up my vibe fifty. I didn't. I took. A, I did do a video. Uh, so we're we'll putting a video up probably on Facebook here as soon as I figure out how to edit it. <laughs> But uh, the the nice thing too is it's for those of you who do have planes. I know there's some of you out there that um, it also is designed to not only fit the six millimeter uh, hex for your starter. It's also got a conical shape to it, so you could you know let's say like say you're if you have a Dynatron or a Hobbyco starter. And, you know, Nick and I were talking and you don't want to have that damn thing come torquing out of the, your starter wand come torquing out of there and pop you right in the goods because, you know, you're <laughs> holding it right there. You could actually just take your starting wand out and just use the, the coupler or the, you know, the cup. That's uh, dead. A little rubber cup. Yeah. For mine. Because I've just had horrible and I know Jesse has. We've all had horrible yeah. luck with those spin on one way adapters that go on the end of your either your Hobbyco or your Sullivan starter. Every right. single one of them has ended up stripping out. So I just went back to a regular cup. But yeah, you better make sure the end of that is in something when you hit the trigger. Yeah, because yeah. it'll it'll just go crazy on you. And even when it's in something, I don't know about you guys, but I've got a twenty four volt uh Dynatron. And that thing, if whether it's in the helicopter or not, sometimes it'll just come torquing out of there and flying God knows yeah. where. Yeah, especially if there was like no load, like if it had very, you know, a very light load on it, like that fuel pump, I would probably just pull it down and use the starter cup. Yeah. Or, you well, know, if you wanted to, you could just, uh, like for me, I happen to have a Dynatron. I could actually just use that and just keep it on the bench, you know, when I'm filling up. Because I fill up on the table, I could just mm-hmm. I could just keep it right there. But anyway, however you want to use it, the, the simple matter of the fact is, I do believe that this will be the last fuel pump that I have to buy. And I got to tell you guys, I've run the gamut. I mean, those of us who fly Nitro have all been there. You've tried the the $11 Mark 10s or X, whatever they call them. You know, the $60 slim lines, the all these different pumps, electric, that just go out after you're lucky to get a season out of them. Yeah. I've got a drawer full, literally, of like four of those eleven dollar uh, Mark Tens or whatever they are that just quit working. So I just resigned myself. Well, I guess it's it's hand crank from here on out, and I've been doing hand cranks for, I guess, a couple seasons now. But when you <laughs> when you have a, when you burn a lot of nitro, um, that gets old. I'm not it's a good lie. feeling when you. And it's such an awesome feeling when you find something that you buy it and, and you just, you feel like this is the last one I'm going to buy. And you just enjoy using it. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, here's the, the, here's the deal. Do you need one of these things? No, you don't need one of these things. It's kind of one of those tools that, that you can get by without. Absolutely. 
There's no question. But it's kind of nice to, to splurge on yourself every now and again when it comes to this hobby. Because, you know, we're constantly buying uh, good thing, you know, high quality parts or, you know, hop-ups for our helicopters, you know, upgrades. And we don't really think about our tools so much. No, but it's it's priceless when you do. Yeah, I mean, I've bought so many quick little junker. Oh, crud, it, it broke. I'll just go snag another little $15 one or a little $10 this or that. And and then when you finally, you know, I, I mean, I, like, I can remember the, the first time I, I bought a nice set of like WIA drivers. You know, it was, oh. It was just. Oh, yeah. Oh, since finally. Since Why didn't I do dude, this? Dude, 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 dude. Since, you know, for, first of all, let me end it with this. If you guys are looking for a good fuel pump, I'm going to do a write-up on it. going to take some more pictures of it so you can get some more information. I'll try to get it weighed so you know how much it's weighed. I, you know, some of you guys might be interested in that stuff. Uh, I'll go ahead and post that up. It's a, it's a, I used it all day today, not only on my, on my uh, helicopters, but I used it on, on a couple of the guys' planes. All of them were like, this is awesome. Where do I get one? Well, of course, when you tell a planker... <laughs> Well, these plankers, <laughs> that it's a hundred and some dollars, are like, oh, yeah, I'll just go buy a $9 hand pump. But the point is, if you're looking for a nice pump, I would totally recommend it. I just, uh, of course, I can't tell you how long it's going to last, but there's no reason to think that it's not going to last. I'm actually going to take this one apart and get some pictures of the innards so we can all see what it looks like. Uh, that way, just so we can see what's what what uh, what's going on in the middle. But since we're talking about tools that are shit, that just you know, you buy these these <laughs> these tools that you just think are awesome. And I know Nick bid on this one. I bid on this one. I don't know if Justin you bid or, or Jesse you bid that Maverick multi tool. Oh man, what a ugh! I did so not so close. It was. Yeah, I didn't. What a piece of junk that thing is. They had, they were right there. Yeah. I mean, they, they had an awesome idea. It's got every bit that you need all in one. Uh, it, it's, it's actually really good quality. It is. I've had great luck with the tips. The tips aren't rounding. They're staying sharp. It's great. But the end. I found another problem too, Nick, but, but let's tell everybody what we're talking about there. So imagine you guys, if you're, you know, you're, you're tightening or loosening up uh, a screw in your helicopter with your 2.5 millimeter or whatever. And you got the palm of it rest. You got the, the end of it resting in your palm and you're spinning it real fast, right? Well, the end of that Maverick has a rotating cap, which, which locks in the other bits that are within the handle itself. That makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. So you twist the cap, the end of the wrench or the tool, to release whatever size bit you're wanting to use. Yep. So as you're quickly loosening or tightening, and then you pull the wrench away, and if you get too much of an angle, the goddamn bits start falling on the floor. So oh, you end, no. You, you end up putting all the bits on the table, which kind of defeats the purpose. You might as well have your four or five wrenches out there anyway, because now you're not going to have to take, you know, put it in, you know, pick one up and, Take one out, put it in. You can just grab the, the wrench you want to use. Yeah, it, it's man, that it just sucked because they had it was so cool. It was just right there, but that there's not enough like detent in that cap. Yep. 
it it flips from position to position too, too easy. Yeah. There's another issue with it. And I don't know if this issue would happen with, with guys who are mainly flying electrics. But when you're doing nitro and, uh, you know, your tools have a tendency to get a little bit of oily film on them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Once you get oily film on that release that holds the bit within the handle, it slides in and out. Oh, like a, the like, bit does. Like a $2 whore. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you're screwed at that so, point. So, yeah, when you go to when you need to apply pressure when you're tightening, all it does is just ram I mean it just it doesn't hold anymore. It just slides right up into the so there's your 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 wrench now goes from, you know, 4 inches to a half an inch. Oh man. And then you can't clean that thing because it's up inside the handle. So once it gets that oily film, it's I don't even really use mine anymore. I used to, but I <sighs> tools that suck. That's a good topic. It is. That is a good you know, topic. I, I played a lot with multi sort of multi tools like that, Dan, in the past, and I I decided screw it. I'm just going and, and spending the money on a nice solid driver set. And the one that I'm using right now is by a company called Dynamite. I think they're big in the RC car they are. racing I've, I've got a set of those, yeah. yeah. And, man, they are top-notch. They come in a little, like, a rubber uh, pocket that has a snap on it. Just toss it in your field bag or your transmitter case, and it's it's ready to go. I actually broke one of those. Um, you know when you're uh, – I'm trying to – oh, I was on my X5. Um, I was trying to undo the – the uh, the bolt on the feathering shaft to get the grips off. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, so I put an Allen wrench on one side and put the put it in a vise. So it, the the vise was holding the bottom of the Allen wrench, the L shaped Allen wrench. And so I was trying to turn the other one with my hand, I couldn't do it. So I put a vise grip on it, and it just broke. Uh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so, <laughs> But speaking, you know, good wrench, Weehaws. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, they're Those really nice. Those are nice. Those are nice. So I've got a set of the Weehaws that are the screwdriver set, not the hex wrench set. Yeah. And they're pretty amazing as well. So yeah. what do the screwdrivers do? Do any of you guys have a JST set of screwdrivers? No. 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 Those are so nice to have when it comes to helicopters. Of course, you know a lot of these... You know, uh, JST, I guess, stands for Japan Standard. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these little screws, or a lot of these little Phillips head screws on the helicopters, those are not our imperial-sized Phillips. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. And, you know, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, and the thing I, of I it is... I don't either. The thing of it is, is uh, that JST, those, uh, it comes in a set of four, from teeny to, you know, fairly large. And uh, it's just beautiful for like adjusting or for making sure you that uh, you know the forks on your tail, your pitch slider, your tail are nice and tight because it fits those little screws perfectly. Ooh, even, nice! Even better than a than your typical little jeweler set, which most of us have. I'm sure you guys have. Yeah. Ooh, I've got I've got one. Yeah. My my favorite um, homemade tool. Mm-hmm. I don't use a crank pin lock on a nitro motor you know you can buy the little things you pull the button off and you slide them in the back of the motor yeah uh-uh 
plastic-handled toothbrush. Ah, come on. That's ghetto, dude. No. It works freaking awesome. Yeah, in a pinch. It works. In a it pinch. Works. Come on now. Yeah. That's not, no, it, that's not good on that barrel, dude. Oh, come on. It's just a plastic. <laughs> with, and if you get the ergonomically correct grip, I feel that it gives the proper amount of cushion <laughs> to the connecting rod. Four out of five dentists recommend it. Four out of five dentists. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I've done that. I've done that in the past, but I do have a locking tool, which I much prefer to use. Yeah, one of these days I'll I'll, I'll get around to Dude, it. My toothbrush is looking a little haggard. Oh, here's a tool that you guys should have, and most of you probably do. A uh, uh, a magnetizer, a magnet. Uh, uh, do they call it that? It's that little square thing mm-hmm. that you stick your yep. your wrench in to magnetize it, or demagnetize. Or it. demagnetize it. If, if yeah, those are awesome. Very That's a good cool. Tool. Uh, another uh, another cool tool that I really like to use. Of course, it's obsolete now because no one's flying fly barless. But uh, Ron Lunds. I think it was called the EL3500 fly bar lock. Do you guys ever see that tool? I think I, I know what one you're talking about. Is it the blue anodized one, yes. Dan? Yeah. You know, I think yeah, I, in have fact, one I have one of those too. from when I used to fly fly bar. Yeah, I love that thing, dude. In fact, wow, that's I, going back. I still use it uh, sometimes in a pinch when I need to check zero on my fly bar machines because it just... You know, fits nice and square right on top of your head. Ooh, ooh, I got one. Um, a T-Rex, oh, I want to say 600 or, se- oh, now I'm not sure. T-Rex 600 or 700, the boom supports. If you get a broken one after a crash, cut off, leave one end on. It must be 700 because they're plastic on the end. Leave one end on, cut about three or four inches long of that carbon fiber. Cut it with like a Dremel die mm-hmm. grinder. Yeah. Cut the end off smooth. I actually use that. I drop it down through the blade grip bolt hole when you're checking zero pitch. Oh, no you, shit. Yeah, you can sit back. And because it's so long, it's right. very easy to line up directly with the main shaft. Yeah. And you never have to track after that. Because sometimes you're kind of back there looking and you're like, ah, I think that's zero pitch. And you're looking at the bolt, trying to, you know, parallel it up with the main shaft. But if you put something longer in there, yep. it makes it a lot easier. I've tried there the, uh, well, for the bigger blade grips, it's tougher. But with the smaller blade grips, you generally have a, uh, a wrench that is the perfect size. But um, I actually yeah. have a, um, what I do is I've got a Maverick, um, I'm not sure what size, but it's the nut driver for the 2.5 uh, millimeter bolt. Mm-hmm. If you take that out of the handle, if you, you know, because those Mavericks, you just, there's a set screw that you can, yeah. s- if you take that out of the handle, it's the exact same size as the bolts for our 700 blade grips. Ah. Oh, the and M4s? It, so, yeah, it, so it, it, um, not only is it long, but there's no slot because it fits in there perfectly. You know, another one that I've been recently doing uh, only because of like the, just the mad, I, I started, I saw it like last year and I finally just got around to doing it because I've been doing so much building and wrenching. You know, I don't know if everybody knows, but I am a mechanic by trade. Um, by the end of the day, my hands are usually pretty wiped out. 
Um, You know, dealing arthritis, carpal tunnel, all that good stuff. So for me to sit up for three or four more hours building and repairing, I mean, it'll get to the point where it actually just hurts to hold on to some of these Allen drivers. I went down to Lowe's and bought like a really cheapo uh, 7.6 volt little cordless drill. Oh, man, yeah. And have been using the uh, Maverick actually has uh, bits, uh, yeah. Allen driver bits, not without the handle right. that are that are hex yep. on the end. So you yep. can put them in a regular drill. And the only thing you really need to get is a drill that has that um, size uh, that has a, a clutch on it an yeah, adjustable the, the clutch. torque detent thing yeah the, yeah the adjustable clutch so you can drop it way down to like two or three on the clutch and you can literally just sit there and do 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 put a whole side frame together yep. and get the torque exactly the same on every single one and it really saves on your hands now i usually will go you know go by and start them by hand first just get a couple t- turns in right. on each one but man i mean uh, for pulling like the aligned tail case, for pulling the whole tail bloom block out, that's another one. Once you get oh, them yeah. going, I mean, there's a whole, what, you've got six on each side, so then you've got 12, four more in there. For the boom itself, it just makes it a lot faster. Really saves wear and tear on your hands. That is a yeah. good one. There's another, yep. there's another thing I think everybody should have in their toolbox. Shoe goo. Yeah. <laughs> got it. <laughs> Look, uh, you know what? I, I the more I um, the more I progress in my flying, the more uh, I had a crash earlier in the year with my six hundred because I was neglectful in in making sure that my didn't have my servo wires and, and S bus cables secured in some fashion. And of course, it sucks to lose a helicopter because an S bus cable comes undone. But today, you know, so every helicopter I've got now, um, you just put a, a nice big thick bead of that shoe goo. And here's the beauty of shoe goo is when you want to get, get it gone, you just score it with a razor blade and you just lift up one, one little bit of it with a small pair of needle nose. You clamp onto it and you just twist it and it all comes off in one piece. Yep. It does yep. come off really easily. See, I use... My alternative to that, Dan, is the hot glue gun, Yeah, but mm-hmm. it's not as easy to pull up, and you got to get in there with a hobby knife and scrape it away a little bit. Yeah, and, that's the beauty you know, of If you're reselling gun. a receiver yeah. or a fly barless unit and you've got to do that, then you know people will complain, well, it looks like you scratched it or damaged it or whatever, but you know what, I, I mean, Justin? shoe goo or hot glue is amazing. I use it to tack uh, tack down servo wires inside the frame so that they don't move around and get caught in the gears. Like if you can't get your hands or pliers in there to get a uh, a zip tie or something like that, it's really good stuff. There's different brands and this was a complete new one cuz I went through that uh last last winter when I was wrenching around, I had ran out of I had bought like a little teeny hobby grade, you know, hot glue gun. It came with some glue sticks. And though that specific glue that it came with was awesome. It would peel off like shoe goo. Just one, it'd pop all out perfectly clean. So I almost found that try and go with a cheaper brand of hot glue and yeah. it'll come off in one piece. But if you yeah, get like a really good quality brand, it's, yeah. it sticks way better. 
Well, also, too, guys, I, today I noticed, and those of us who are flying Futaba, and Nick, now you can appreciate it, you know, when you're doing your Spectrum stuff, you never really had to worry about antenna wires. And you don't really have to worry about it with a Futaba, but they are they are considerably longer than a Spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, today, I was, you know, with that 550, I was uh, just kind of tucking everything away, and I generally what I'd done in the past is I would just find a place for it to go, and I would lay you know, a piece of electrician's tape over it just to kind of hold it in place. Well, today I was had the shoe goo out, and I realized that, man, I could just put a little dab of shoe goo on the frame and just work the wire right in there and hold it there for a little bit, and bam. And it just holds perfectly. And it just takes a teeny little dab. And, of course, when I want to take it off, all i got to do is score it and pull it right up. There you go. Nice comes off clean how about how about you jesse what tools uh what, what what's your favorite tool or do you have a something to that that you like to use i don't dildos I mean, every, every everything's pretty much been listed i guess one thing that i which is pretty common i use super glue a lot on anything metal going into plastic yeah that's a good point I mean, that's i super glue and i i just recently found the thicker gel type super glue which doesn't quite cure as fast you can actually work with it for about 15 seconds before it hardens up on you <laughs> sticks and all your extremities yeah. <laughs> together let me let me give you an let me give you an example of what you shouldn't do with with uh, <laughs> with <laughs> this sounds like a bad visit to the ER. yeah no no it's nothing like that and i'm gonna kind of pick on uh our buddy uh uh jack from gillette what you shouldn't do with super glue is um, you shouldn't super glue your BEC wires to your frame. Oh, yeah. Ooh. No. <laughs> uh, you know, there's... Uh, I don't... Do you guys put super glue in... Uh, or, uh, you know, CA in... Do you guys put it in any bolt that goes into plastic? Yeah. What I, I usually, what I do, usually do is... I, I So I like... I'll, I'll second Jesse's statement. I love... CA. It's awesome stuff. And Kicker is even more amazing when we're talking about favorite tools working with CA. But on the plastic thing, Dan, what I like to do is I'll thread the screw into the plastic first and then pull it out and then dab like literally with a toothpick or something like that. Very small amount of thin CA in there and let it dry or hit it with Kicker and it solidifies those threads. Yeah. So it it you know it just digs in a little bit better. It's not going to pull out under load. Yeah, I you know what? I'm I'm guilty. I don't. I don't uh, generally CA any anything into plastic. I've never had any problems with it. Kind of just like Loctite for plastic. Yeah, I can appreciate that. So you mentioned Loctite. Here's a question that that um, a lot of people have. So let's say you've built your helicopter. And uh, you crash. You're rebuilding something. You pull a bolt out, and you can see that it's got Loctite on it. Do you clean the bolt and reapply Loctite? Yes. yes. I don't. Is, that, is it necessary? <laughs> I don't. I knew that was coming. I, I, I do. I clean the bolt off, but well, is it actually necessary? I have found that if there's gunk on the threads, that it seems to be just fine. But I, you know, I, I, you know, part of the thing is, is I actually have a tendency to about every 10 flights go over every bolt anyway. 
So I don't really, I don't really have a lot of problems do, you know, from experience, from having bolts come out. I just find that it's easier just to check over your helicopter every 10 flights or so. No, that's a, that's a good point, Dan. Everyone should do that. I don't think a lot of people do, but I, I think it depends. That's the real answer. If, you know, on a nitro, I would absolutely clean it and re-Loctite it. That's just me. I usually play conservative. On an electric, though, you're right. If you pull it out and it's really gunked up and you can tell it's still sticky, it's probably okay. Well, can I tell you guys what Todd Bennett, Todd Bennett told us? He told yeah. He was going through our shit. He told us, he's like, well, look, guys, if it's got Loctite on there, just go ahead and put it back in. So, I mean, I did it anyway. I'm not doing it because he said that it would be all right. Uh, I do it. That's, I just, uh, I just, I guess I'm just too goddamn lazy to clean the bolts. I mean, you guys, you've seen my trailer, Nick. I'm not, am I going to, am I going to clean a bolt? Come on now. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, Here's a, a nice little trick though, because that can be, if you don't know the cool little tricks, that can be a very tedious process for some. Mm-hmm. Um, Scotch Bright, you know the red Brillo-ish style material. Yeah. If if you get a piece of that, and then again we go back to that handy little cordless drill. Just take the bolt, put it on the Allen driver, and take the the threads of the bolt and wrap the Scotch Bright around it. Hit it once or twice the the trigger on the drill. You will completely clean that bolt spotless within seconds. Yeah, uh-huh. that's a good one. Yeah. I, so don't sit there with a the, you know little exacto knife trying to scrape out all the threads. Uh-uh. Just squeeze onto around the bolt threads tight with the Scotch Bright in between your fingers, and then run that drill. It'll oh spotless, absolutely spotless. Yeah, that that's a good one, Nick. To that end, instead of using Scotch Bright, what I use is a small little container. I'll get like a plastic container. It's about two or three inches wide. Got it from like, you know, the container store, whatever. One of those stores that's like 100,000 square feet of like boxes and containers and stuff like that. And pop some acetone or IPA in there, uh, rubbing alcohol, isopropyl alcohol, and toss a bunch of fasteners in it, close it up, and shake the hell out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you know, I've talked to a lot of people who do cleaning with with those types of chemicals, and usually all they do is they drop the screw in there, they let it sit for a few seconds, and pull it back out. And that really does not do all that much, especially when you've got, like, the machining oils stuck in the threads. you got to get in there. Um, if, If you try this and you shake the screws and then pull the thing open and look at it, you can see on the bottom of the container gunk and discoloration and chunks of stuff so you know you're a lot more productive in in getting those things cleaned. Yeah, when actually when I'm building a new helicopter, I dunk all of them in there. I don't shake them, but what I do is as I'm pulling them out, I actually clean them with a with a you know, a little cloth. Yeah. So yeah. But, but you know, I you know, I did get an up um I think uh, Justin, you may have got this as well. I think Nick said the uh, Lynx um, uh, screw set for the seven hundred. Yes, yes. When I was running my seven hundred, I got the Lynx screw sets, and they are amazing. They are good screws. Well, what I did with those is uh, I just put them in an old uh, servo case, like a you know a line or whatever plastic servo case, and I actually just ran hot soapy water and then just shook the hell out of them. Oh, there! Uh, 
with yeah. uh, Don and um, just, you know, repeated the process two or three times and rinsed them real good and then just let them all dry. And I, that seemed to work real well. I, you know, I don't know the, um, do you, do you use Loctite with those screws or did you use Loctite with those screws? You know, that's interesting. I had heard a lot of people saying, oh, you don't need to use Loctite with them. So it's funny. I, I, I actually, that was back, I think, what was that? Two years ago. And it was my 700 Nitro. Um, and I did a build thread on this. And in the build thread, people were saying, ah, don't use Loctite. So I said, okay, let's give it a try here. I, I never had a problem. Yeah. And do you want to know why I think that is? Same. I did use Loctite on one because I've got them. For both 700s but i think the, the why those work so well is those shoulders are just the perfect size to to interfere with the carbon yep that it actually grips the carbon and yep. it, they're, they're hard to get out uh but they're deep enough so they don't strip obviously and they're fantastic for those of you who are having trouble and i also found this out too for those of you now you know talking about this the 600 there's an older version, which is real shallow and strips really easy. For an example, that that 700 that I built uh, this summer, that was an older kit. And when I went to remove those screws, I had to Dremel out 50% of them. But when I got that second 700, it must have been a newer kit. I didn't have to Dremel out any of those. And I'd look, and if you look at them, you'll see that the those stock screws were a hell of a lot deeper yeah. Uh, then, so I don't even know if I needed the kit, but uh, I got to You know, it look. I think it looks good. That's a good screw kit. You know, the those links they're stainless, but uh, yeah, it really makes the heli look nice. Yeah, too. they they pop. Speaking of little screws and nuts and bolts, you know what I've recently found that works great when you're tearing a heli apart. You know, when you, when you start taking it apart, let's say, like, well, for instance, lately, it's been a run of clutch blocks I've been removing. <laughs> You've got, you know, lots of, you know, you'll have, okay, four for the clutch assembly itself. Then you'll have, you know, maybe four for the motor, this and that. And you have lots of these little pairs of screws. It's nice to keep them separate from each other. Makes going back together a lot faster. Mm -hmm. um, a very cheap, <laughs> great organizer that you can individually put uh, rubbing alcohol in if you want is an ice cube tray. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you can go down to the dollar store and pick up, you know, pick up those for like two for a buck and you just lay one out and start throwing your pairs or your little batches of, of screws at each one. And then as you do it, if you have a batch that needs to get clean, you just pour a little bit of rubbing alcohol just in that one little tray and keep moving along to the next. That is a good one. And if there's one thing a good idea. for any of you that have seen my trailer, if there's one thing I need, it's organization. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, you should see it now. Clean? <laughs> yeah, it's clean. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. it, it literally looks like a... Like a... A hurricane went through a hobby store somewhere and just randomly threw everything in and just like just threw shit into my trailer there's just, there's just parts everywhere dude you you could give martha stewart a stroke if she walked in there <laughs> i about gave you a stroke who are you talking i about? know 
<laughs> I walked by and went, oh, sweet Jesus. Yeah. I what, I, what I'm going to do at Othello, and Nick doesn't know this yet. Well, I guess he's going to find out here in a second. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get him into my trailer and I'm going to lock him in there. <laughs> and I'm just going to assume that he's, it's, he's first he's going to pound on the door for a little bit and yell and cuss, you know, and he's going to sit down and maybe put in a movie. And he's going to be sitting there and he's going, Jesus Christ, I can't take this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it would, you know, it would probably happen. <laughs> And then I'll I'll just send out a little smoke signal or something when I'm done. Yeah, okay, I've cleaned it now. Open the goddamn God. door. <laughs> Guys? You could have just asked. Guys? It's really hot in here. <laughs> I gotta pee. <laughs> the problem. Yeah. You gotta leave a jar in there for him just yeah, in case. Yeah, don't open gonna- that container. <laughs> I know it looks like whiskey, but it's not. Oh, I can tell you right now where I would go. All of a sudden, you'd go to fly that one plank. (laughs) (laughs) Be full of... (laughs) Pop that canopy Why isn't the motor running? Uh Uh-oh. That's the weirdest smell in (laughs) two-stroke fuel I've ever seen. (laughs) Jesus. Man, that smells like the two-stroke's been eating broccoli. (laughs) Uh, uh This is Dieter, also known as RCD Butts, and this is your 60-second tech tip. All right, this week we're going to talk about some tips for all of you goblin owners out there. First tip is to get those upgrades. There are some upgraded pulleys that have screws tapped in to hold together very well and provide a great deal of peace of mind for you when you're flying this beast. Another great upgrade is the steel pinion, which will hold up well and won't wear down as quickly as the stock pinions. This lack of wearing down also helps to preserve the life of the main gear and minimizes the amount of black residue that exists during the break-in process. There's also a really nice one-way bearing upgrade that uses extra bearings above and below the one-way to maximize auto-rotation capabilities. The canopy can be a bit of a challenge to install and remove sometimes, but I've found that the best way to install it is to tip the nose down about 45 degrees and approach it from that angle with the back of the canopy sticking up. As for removal, lift the back of the canopy before moving it forward to take it off. Make sure you've got the latest version of the manual for reference. Also, don't be lazy with the tail servo wire. Make sure it is routed right through the side of the tail servo and that there's no chance that the belt will rub up against it. Uh, So make sure that you use glue and a zip tie to hold it in place. This has been your RC Heli Nation 60 Second Tech Tip. So we're going to switch gears a little bit, guys. I want to talk about, I um, I happened across, I've been uh, religiously checking the classifieds on pretty much every forum because I've been anxiously trying to get my hands on, a, on some pipes. And I ran across an ad for a whiplash uh, nitro. And you know, you see ads all the time for various... And I got to tell you, I'm going to put a link up to this on the show notes. And if, for those of, for you two, uh, for Justin and, and Nick, you guys take a look at the show notes. Gasser. Is it, it's a, yeah, that's right. It's a gasser. gasser. Yep. Take a look at that real quick. Just take a look at that thread. I got to tell you, this guy, this is the prime example of exactly what a for sale heli Used heli thread. I mean, this, this is really, yeah, I mean, it's just something that I noticed and I wanted to bring it up. It is perfect. 
I, oh. You know why? Because I think it's honest. Yeah. It's not the typical, oh, I got a dozen flights on it, never been crashed, only one hard auto. You know, the canopy looks like you threw it through a freaking weed eater. <laughs> it's only got oh, two gallons. Yeah. It's only got two well, gallons. Only got a couple gallons through it. Two gallons. It's the magic number, two gallons. Yeah. Our bottom of the skids are wore out smooth. <laughs> this, this particular, I want to encourage all of you guys out there and gals, that are interested in selling your this this ad should be stickied at the top of every heli for sale thread in existence. It's clear, concise, got it's got great pictures, and it's it's uh, it's a fantastic ad, and you don't see that very often. Who who's the guy doing the ad? Dan, uh, I can't think of his name. C six seventy eight. Yeah, something like that. Just you'll see when you open the thread. But um, how many times have you seen? Uh, just who wants to buy? I, I, for example, I've been looking for a pipe. I saw a YS something, a older YS ninety uh, one SR, and and a, a Tory pipe, and I two hundred dollars. So obviously, you know, you're thinking, well, that can't be that great. And sure enough, you look at the. It's just a. Why it just it just says motor tells you what it is and there's a picture of of a of a muffler that looks like it's been I, I don't even know it's like it's been resting in an elephant's ass for a year <laughs> you know did you read the guy's description on why he's selling it yeah that's, that's beautiful that's, too that is absolutely priceless bought this model brand new and run about four gallons of fuel through the motor. Currently running Coleman camp fuel to try and reduce the odor in the house since I keep this model in my office. Prior to using Coleman, this engine has only ever used 87 octane pure ethanol-free gas. We have a new baby in the house, and my wife is freaking out (laughs) because she says that even if you can't smell the fumes of camper fuel, it's still there. I'm at my wit's end, and I'm not going to push this issue (laughs) any longer and I'm unwilling to store it in my garage because of humidity. Not leaving the hobby, but I'm just going to make the switch to electric so hopefully the fume argument will be over. <laughs> this is, poor bastard. This is, a guy, just, <laughs> this is a guy that has picked his battle. And you, you know, you, you, gotta, you gotta ask yourself every time you get it, for you married guys especially, every time something like this comes up you gotta ask yourself, is this hill worth dying for dude and this would be a tough one because this is a sweet minor gasser yeah oh, two he- two two nice canopies one still in the box oh it, it's absolutely beautiful probably was just like his pride and joy I, I can just picture the excitement he had when he, when he built it and he flew it and then yet every time you're not going to bring that thing in the house, are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Like nails on a chalkboard. So, Jesse, when are you getting married? <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying to hold that off as long as possible. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, I've had a girlfriend for three and a half years. but Yeah, but she doesn't tell you which helicopters you can bring in the house and shit, does she? Exactly. She will once so you're that's, married. That's why, that's why I'm keeping her around. I mean, uh-huh. No, she was the cool one that actually took. This is awesome. I'll give his girlfriend pop props. She was flying back from Pullman to back home here to Bellingham and had enough sense 
to look out of the window in the plane and take a picture of our flying field. Yeah, I saw with, that. With her cell phone. That that's is a sweet picture. Yeah, awesome. she texted that to me. I was like, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> that is so cool. So, it's good for me to know that she is thinking about helicopters at all yeah. times. I mean, it's what I talk about. She's got to be. She probably knows how you know, <laughs> she about, doesn't have a choice. about helicopters. That is funny. So, uh, Justin, is, I, your, is your wife supportive of uh, your helicopters? Does she make you keep them out in the garage? No, I, I keep them out in the garage just because we just bought a new house, I guess now a year ago, and I wanted to keep things clean. So the deal was that I got the entire garage. So we didn't even park our cars in the garage. Oh, so you're you're like not going to let me come stay with you then? Oh, no, go for it. Man. <laughs> you just said you wanted to keep things clean. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you, notice hey. Nick, you notice Nick said, come on over. There's room to park that trailer in my driveway. In the yeah. driveway. <laughs> <laughs> I'll build I, you an outdoor shower. I, I'll text you a picture after we're done recording of my garage. It will make you feel at home, Dan. It's it, actually pretty bad, which is weird because it's it, it's like black and white. You go out into the garage and it looks kind of like, wow, uh, okay. I might be able to find something, maybe. No, and so then you walk in the house. And you could eat off of every crack in the floor. Right now, you can literally walk from one end of my garage to another without touching concrete. You're just, you're walking apart or you're walking across heli parts. Oh, <laughs> so your garage is your man cave. It's, yes. it's usually like this, but it's towards the end of the season when a crash happens or, you know, I'm getting ready for testing or whatever. I'm frantically putting stuff together. I don't have time to organize it. Exactly. I, I just, I know where that driver is. It's way well, over there in the corner under a magazine or whatever. I just go and grab it. Yeah, well, here's, I you know, that's the thing with my trailer. But I don't ever know where anything's at. But it sounds like, <laughs> Dan, sounds like you have plenty of time. Yeah, but Dan, it's too, it's <laughs> too cold in the winter for time, you to go out there and clean, it. so it just never gets clean. Yeah, <laughs> I, look, I, I spend more time looking for tools than I do building. <laughs> oh god that'd be horrible dude i i'm the guy i'm the guy that can sit there on the bench and 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 be there for two hours working on a helicopter and and not you know moved but yet the wrench that i just had is gone so i don't have that for me it's a time thing i mean like like thursday night was a great example it looked like a like a surgery room. I had everything laid out just dead on because I knew I had one night. I got to get this whole entire thing built, done, set up, wired, finished, ready to fly one night. You hmm. can't be messy and still get it done in one night. No, well, it it literally takes me. I got it. You know, whenever I go to do something, it I 20 minutes to round all the tools up and then I still can't find the ones I need. Uh, literally, it's 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 getting to the point where it's, it's even driving me crazy, but I'm not going to do anything about if it. You, I'll make you a deal, Dan. If you come over after Othello, I will help you clean your trailer. <sighs> That's almost worth the drive, dude. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That's crazy. I, I've got one more. Since you're talking about um, for sale ads. Yeah. I've got one that's just, uh, oh, man. What? What a debauchery. <laughs> this is just, oh, it, it makes me 
sick to my stomach. This, this is the part of the forums that I don't like. This guy puts up a 7HV for sale. Yeah. Whole ready-to-fly deal. Goes through the whole process, lists everything out, and says, and a, a bunch of spares. Okay? Now, that's all well and good. He, he goes, and obviously, he does not get the price that he was hoping for because that's reality, right? Right. right. And it just keeps going down, 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 <laughs> down, down. And you can tell, you can almost feel the defeat in each bump, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, there's a little more bitterness. There's a little more defeat. Yeah. Finally, this guy uh, makes an offer on it. Guy accepts the offer, Okay. They, they they make an agreement. Okay, good. Send me your PayPal address. The guy's boxing it all up and supposedly finds a bunch more spares that he, quote unquote, didn't know he had and tells the guy he wants more money. Uh, sorry, no, I can't do that. Um, uh, I'm going to need, you know, 2600 instead of 2400 or whatever it was. Hmm. That is now rather than just honoring their original deal and then putting those spares up for sale, the guy completely bails out of it. And you know, the buyer, potential buyer, he gave him negative feedback on it and it just turned into this huge thing. The guy absolutely got taken to school on it. Because everybody was like, dude, you made an agreement. You can't back out of it now just because you change your mind and, you know, realize how bad you were taking it in the shorts. Yeah, I, uh, I look. I first of all, I hate selling shit. For that, re- look, it's like it's like the same thing with eBay. It doesn't matter. You you can take a thousand pictures, and you can try to explain it the best you can. But th- this is a different subject. I mean, it's different. It's it's not the same. What I'm get what I'm getting at here. But I, I mean, I, th- but this is the whole thing: selling shit. It just it doesn't. You can never please, you know, when you, when I buy something used, I expect that when it shows up, it's going to have marks and shit on it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously that's not the same point that that you're getting at, but it's just kind of all bunches together. It's, it's just one of the extra hassles of selling shit. Man, I hate, I just hate it. I hate selling shit on, on anything. I hate selling it unless it's in person and they can look at it and they're, it's there and they're holding it and they're seeing it. Yeah. But no, that's not right. You know, when you make an agreement, the guy should have honored it. No question. Yeah. Je- now, Jesse's the guy. This guy, man. He sells like, he's the selling king. Yeah? Yeah. People give me their stuff to sell all the time. You want to you sell my crack? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I'm at, I'm at a university. You know how many students there are here? Shit, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll bring you. Oh, we'll, we'll bring you to the top. I'll bring you a couple lids. Only kidding, guys. Yeah, only kidding. Only kidding. Only Joking. plankers do crack. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, guys. We're gonna. I'm gonna. Actually, I want to take a few minutes, and I want to just kind of because you know sometimes we we just kind of overlook the fact that we have um, some supporters of our show, and in particular, Heli Pros. And I want to just kind of just take a quick mention. Uh, you know, of course. They support us, you know, if you guys are looking for parts and whatnot, give them a call and um, 
Got some great guys over there. Of course, we always like to make fun of Kurt and Larry. And, uh, you know, they're worthwhile guys to make fun of on occasion. But they're good sports. <laughs> I just want to, you know, take a... I'd want... You know, we, we run the ads, but I want to just kind of express my thanks to these guys. And, of course, also outrage. Um, you know, the, the beauty of, of having these guys, they help bring us to you. But uh, I just want to say thanks to those guys that are supporting the show. And uh, one thing, too, I wanted to mention that, that was brought up to me by uh, a listener in Australia. You know, the beauty of that is, although these guys support our show, they're under the. They also know that uh, when they do something silly, they're free game. Yep. And um, I kind of want to bring. <laughs> that brings me to a point. <laughs> you know, first of all, we love Heli Pros. I shop there all the time. But they kind of dropped the ball with a recent event that just happened, and I don't know the details of how this happened. But as you all know, we did recently, we helped with uh, uh, Vegas Dude. Um, you know, we mentioned it a few shows ago. And he was doing a, he was going to go through and he was going to visit Helipros. Well, apparently when he got there, they didn't, he didn't get a tour of the facility. Um, no one really was there. I guess he was there for a couple hours and no one really even talked to him. I'm not quite sure what happened there. But, uh, what? yeah, isn't that strange? I don't know. Uh, well, he wasn't upset about it because he, frankly, he said, look, life's too short, <laughs> obviously. So he just kind of moved on and, uh, you know, so it, shit happens, I guess. But, uh, like I said, we love Heli Bros, but they kind of dropped the ball with that one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Strange, strange. But I just wanted to let you guys know that that, that uh, is pretty much over. And I would like to say, you know, I'm kind of happy to say that we raised about, uh, oh, it was like $1,060. That's great. Yeah. Nice. Awesome, awesome, everyone. Yeah. So that money, um, initially we were under the impression it was going to go towards a helicopter, but a helicopter was donated to to him. And um, the money's been sent. And apparently they're going to try to break... Uh, world record in Las Vegas. Um, so if you if you if you can make it to the Las Vegas Fun Fly in in March of next year, I guess the record uh, is like a hundred or so helicopters hovering at one time. They're going to try to break that. You know, they're actually it, it won't be just Vegas. Yeah? I think. Yeah, and I think the reason being is they're going to try and do... Vegas is going to kind of be like the main hub for it, but they're going to do a couple other locations live at the same time. Oh, does, that, does that count? I think so, because it's all they're all hovering at the same time. Yeah. Well, it's a safety yeah, I concern. Uh, I suppose. It, because, I you know, with DSM-2, DSM-X, Futaba Fast, there's only so many 2.4 channels available. Yeah. And you don't want to <laughs> people start locking out. That'd be bad. So I, I'm not I'm not sure of the details. I had just heard that mentioned. So if just keep up on it. Even if you can't make it to Vegas, keep up on it because you never know, you know, if they do end up doing that, it might be a possibility. Yeah. Yeah, that, definitely. Well, as soon as I know anything, we'll we'll mention it on the show as well, and I'm sure I'll be getting some details about that. 
uh, sometime here. I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't heard anything directly from the horse's mouth as far as uh, how that's going to go down. Uh, but I would imagine he's still he's still on his trip. He's not home yet. So uh, apparently he's going to be in Chicago for a while and he's going to be going to some baseball games while he's there. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of fun. Well, guys, I think we kinda, we're kind of wrapping it up here. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, you can do that at uh, dan at rcheliation.com. You can reach me on all the forums at Dan K. Reed. Nick, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? Uh, go ahead and shoot me an email at nick at rchelynation.com or you can catch me on most all the forums as NWM Tech. And Justin, if I want to get in touch with you, how would I do that? You could get me at justinpucci at mac.com or catch me at justinpucci on all the forums. Sounds real good. And Jesse? Do you want to get in touch with me? Yeah, I don't want to get in touch with you. Never mind. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm only kidding, dude. Come uh, on. Okay, you can catch me at Salmonson63 on most of the forums or shoot me an email at jsalmonson77 at hotmail.com. And what's your girlfriend's phone number? And that'll be next week. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, guys. So we're looking forward to next week. Of course, uh, that'll be uh, we're going to do a live recording over at Othello. That'll be a lot of fun. We're going to get six or so people up to mics and uh, shoot the breeze and see what happens. Uh, last last May, it was a lot of fun. We're really looking forward to it. Of course, for us up here in this neck of the woods, it's kind of the last hurrah of the year. Uh, winter's creeping in on us, and that just sucks ass. Yes, it does. It's time to get out the 130X, I guess. Well, yeah. When are we getting those? I'm trying to put it off as long as possible. Yeah, I am too. I uh, I don't know, man. I was looking at a at a 300x though last weekend up at Kalispell. Isn't that too big to fly in a gym? I don't think so. No, no I don't think so. Uh, pull it off. What's that? You could probably pull it off. Yeah, I think it- so. It's not that big. Um, looks like a nice little alley. Probably a little more capable than those smaller ones. It's hard to say. Anyway, guys. Just fly outside. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you... uh, No, thank you. I don't like flying in minus two degrees and two feet of snow. Yeah, it's because you're hardcore, dude. You're hardcore. I do got to admit, not very enjoyable, though. Not so much. Alrighty, guys. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Have a good week. We'll see you guys next Monday. Adios. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation, LLC. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion, send us an email using the Contact Us link on the homepage. If you'd like to make a donation, there's a Donate Now button on our homepage as well.